Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Jimmy Glenn, Assistant VP of Marketing at Quick Mortgage. Jimmy, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to, this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. Oh, well, this then this is a really big deal. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest moments in your life, I assume. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and about Quick Mortgage. Sure. So I've been in marketing myself for about 15 years. I've worked at multiple different organizations, um, everything from Fortune 500 companies to really small mom and pop, you know, family owned businesses. I've worked in a lot of different sectors and last 10 years or so I've been in uh, financial services, focusing on digital marketing, marketing automation, and kind of building marketing teams so for organizations that previously didn't really have a, a, a marketing presence, like a, an in-house marketing team. So that's been sort of my last 10 years. The last three to four uh, years I've been at Quick Mortgage. We are a growing mortgage lender. We've been in business since 1998, but in the last five years, we have expanded to what's considered uh, consumer direct. So that is where our customers literally research us along with a bunch of other lenders online um, on sites like Bankrate and Zillow, um, Realtor.com. And, you know, as a company, we've, you know, originated loans for over 10,000 families in America. We've done over four in, you know, funded loans. So we're really a growing company. We were recently named one of Inc. 5000's um, fastest growing private companies in uh, America. We were number 603, which was a huge deal for us. So that's sort of in a nutshell who we are. Okay. Very cool. Now, I believe that you were the first marketing lead brought in to, to Quick, right? Yeah, that's correct. So when I started, they didn't have a, a single marketing person. So I was here for a bit. And then we've now since grown the team to a team of five. Okay. So, but, but you were the first. And so when you came in, there was all kinds of opportunity to modernize and change up how things are going. And that's why, why they brought you, right? Yeah. So, so what did you see? What was marketing like when you first got there? And what kind of changes have you gone about making? So both as a company and as an industry, marketing for mortgages has kind of evolved. Um, you know, initially, Quick and a lot of lenders really relied on kind of relationship-based relationship marketing. So... They, you know, worked with realtors, they worked with accountants, they worked with lawyers, and really a lot of their business came through those relationships. But like so many different things in the world right now, the market really shifted to a consumer that does the research online themselves. They, you know, look, go on websites like Bankrate, they go on Zillow. And so you kind of started to see this consumers just literally originating alone without ever really talking to their you know, a financial advisor or sometimes even a realtor, that's the market itself is really under a colossal shift. And so a lot of lenders like us have kind of come up, come about as well, where you're not seeing people getting loans from their bank or from a credit union, they'll go through a lender um, that sells the loan off. And so, but the kind of trade-off there is we're much slimmer. So we're able to offer better rates and, but also just better service. It's really, instead of being a bank that does, you know, credit cards and car loans and everything, we really just focus on mortgages. The other opportunity is that it's all digital, that, you know, the leads come in through Bankrate um, or through Zillow or through Realtor.com or through our website. And so there was a huge opportunity to not really rely on 
cold calling and, and a lot more of automated text messages and automated emails. So we really kind of built all that driven through our CRM. And so it was a huge, huge shift for both our sales team yeah. and, you know, our kind of fledgling and growing marketing team to sort of build this from the ground up, train the sales team to kind of be used to the fact that certain communications were going to be going out, you know, from an auto, it's going to be automated. So you don't need to necessarily keep, you know, tabs the old way where you were just, you know, calling people and, and, mm-hmm. you know, some guys had spreadsheets, other guys had word documents, you know, they, they all track things differently. Now it's all through our CRM and it's a lot more nimble. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it sounds like this is the kind of seismic change in the industry that was just happening, you know, whether you or anybody liked it or not. Right. So you kind of had to get on board, but still people are used to doing things a certain way. What was it like for you as the as the marketing lead at the company to explain this to folks and kind of get internal buy in that, hey, we really have to change the way that we're engaging our audience? It was interesting. The buy-in wasn't necessarily too, like, it wasn't like I had to sell our CEO on it. He saw the opportunity. There were a lot of people internally who saw the shift coming, but the the process of actually building a team that can build those automation things from both from a, you know, you have to have the content, you have to have the integrations with different systems, you know, because business comes from a bunch of different lead aggregators, like we built APIs between their systems and our CRM. So building that and kind of making the case for, yes, we need a developer. Yes, we need a graphic designer. Yes, we need, you know, a full-time content writer. There was a lot of growing pains and not growing pains, but it took some, you know, having to explain to someone, well, what is a copywriter? Well, for us, we're going to be sending out different communications at different times. We're going to have to have somebody really devoted to our message design, to our, you know, to, to making sure that the nuts and bolts of the marketing automation works. And then even, you know, to your point, internal buy-in some of the sales guys were skeptical they were like no my process works this works that works you know having the the shift from uh, guys relying sort of on themselves to be a one-man show to be sort of a combination of sales and marketing you know letting them know that like no marketing is handled We're, we're we're doing the customer communications all you need to really do is sort of the, the, the application side of things in the top of the funnel, but everything else is, you know, kind of on us. We own yeah. customer engagement experience. Yeah. Okay. So, so what were some of the most important lessons that you've learned so far in, in seeing, overseeing this transformation of marketing? You know, coming to a company that didn't really have a formal marketing department to begin with, it was, some of it was really being able to justify ROI, being able to justify positions. But luckily, because it was so digital, there's no shortage of data. So we really relied on analytics and metrics and and kind of made sure that I and my team was able to justify things. So the biggest lesson was really thinking about how to frame, thinking about how to frame our our results and thinking about how to, you know, in addition to marketing externally, we kind of had to market internally to sort of different departments and say like, you know, this is what the results of that were like. So that was definitely a big lesson. And I think just, you know, being patient with sort of everybody and, and being a little bit of an internal educator when a company doesn't necessarily have a formal marketing team to begin with. A lot of times you're also educating people, teaching people about marketing, teaching people about the sort of mindset that, you know, that they might not have 
you know, necessarily had before companies have a strictly a marketing department, it kind of ends up being sort of a marketing by committee. So at least in my experience, I've, I've worked at a few different places where I was one of the first or if not the first marketing person. So really it's just being patient and, and will, being willing to educate and being willing to frame things in the right way that people will learn, you know, what you're doing and, and, and ex understand the benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds really important because like you said before, it's sort of marketing by committee or sort of everyone's kind of doing marketing. Yeah. And then you bring in build a function. We're like, no, we're, we're marketing. We kind of set the direction, but you're still relying on everybody else. I mean, everyone, everyone is still kind of involved in marketing in one way or the other, even if it's kind of at a distance. Right. So I imagine if you don't really have that buy-in, it just makes everything a lot harder and you, your marketing ends up suffering, you know, in the long run. The marketing suffers. And I think one of the other things that I probably should have mentioned you, one of the things was like establishing brand guides and things like that, that didn't exist before. So sometimes you also have to learn how to navigate, you know, certain people, this, this used to be somebody else's job and now it's, you're, you know, owning it. So having to police a brand guide that didn't exist in the past and say, no, you can't continue to do this because we now have yeah. set brand guides, but yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but yeah. Right. But, but like you were saying before, if you can, you have that data. So if you're able to demonstrate like eh, th this actually works, you know, here's the proof then that's a pretty strong argument for we're doing this for a good reason. Yeah, usually, typically. I mean, you know, sometimes you, you'll have skeptics who think it's a fluke or whatever, but as you build more and more, you're able to kind of point to it and say, you know, this is working or this is the other thing is this isn't working. You know, sometimes yeah. there's campaigns that we've always done in the past. Or this is, oh, do we, this works. Everybody, everybody does these postcards. And you're like, no, they don't work. Nobody's the ROI is terrible. We shouldn't be doing that anymore. We need to focus more on digital because, you know, just because everybody has a billboard and a postcard doesn't mean that we need a billboard and a postcard. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and along the same lines, not all digital ideas or campaigns work, right? I mean, you, you try stuff, measure, and then you pivot. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, even from a tracking standpoint, you know, that's one of the things that I really, at least me, I, I am a very much a kind of a numbers guy. So if I can't measure it, it's hard for me to justify it. Yeah, I hear you. So. Okay, so a couple quick questions at the end here. What's your main focus in Q1? So the marketing for us is really the whole industry is switching. Rates are going up dramatically. During you know COVID, we had a really low rate environment, so it was refinances. Now we're going to be shifting to purchase market. So the, the whole market as a whole is going to contract a lot. So it's going to be more competitive for every lender. So the other thing is, is purchasing the purchase market, you know, you run into first time home buyers, but you also, you know, you think of your typical person who's buying a home, they don't do it every day. It's not like you're buying a cup of coffee or, or you're buying, you know, even, you know, something on Amazon. You do that maybe every few years, you know, if you're lucky, maybe every few decades. So you, a big thing is education content. That's going to be our huge push this, this kind of beginning of this year into pretty much the whole year is really focusing on creating some good shareable educational content videos, blogs, you know, a lot of different content that we can try to teach people. Because for us, the best customer is an informed customer. There's a lot of competition out there and it's very easy for, in particularly in financial services, to kind of be a little deceptive or just, you know, be, have, you know, people rely on, oh, I always go to this person. I always go to that person for mortgages. So the more people understand how 
efficient we are and how competitive our rates are and how good our service is, the better. So that's a big, big push for us. Yeah. So what are the top three KPIs that your boss pays most attention to? Well, definitely cost per lead. We're kind of constantly looking at our data to see how much we're spending on acquisition costs. Cost per loan, so that's the, you know, the next available thing. What conversion rate are we getting? And then conversion rates for the leads that come in in terms by channel. So we'll say, okay, who's the most efficient? We get X number of leads from our website. We get X number of leads through aggregators. We have referrals. We have different things. What's our best converting leads? Because that also helps us know where to market and where to expand and where to invest our time and energy. So Makes sense. And now you might have already answered this, but what do you and your team hope to accomplish this year? When I said you might have answered it, you you know, you're just talking about building out content and educating yeah. customers. And anything more to add there or, or any any other kind of secondary things you guys are have planned for the year? Um just yeah, education content and we're just growing the company as a whole is really growing rapidly. Um so we are continuing to have a lot of as we grow you know, the sales team grows and the, the sort of the burden on the marketing team grows. So we're looking to kind of build our, grow our team a little bit more. We're going to probably start having, right now, our team is so small that we have a lot of generalists who do, you know, a little bit of everything. We have, you know, some very specific roles, but, you know, are probably going to, we're going to probably start to have more specialized roles on the team and really focusing on content creation, education, and, you know, creating good content that really people want to engage with. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hope you guys do a podcast. Well, that's that's definitely been discussed. I, I <laughs> we talk about it all the time from, a you know, an education standpoint. You know, there's just so many different aspects of mortgage, the mortgage industry and mortgages that people need to know. And, and to my point that I said earlier, really what makes us great is kind of somewhat in the minutia. And so the more educated people are, the more they understand the process, the better. So that is something that we've discussed is definitely, you know, I think that I'm a podcast nerd. I listen to tons of them. So it's definitely one of the things that I've kind of pitched a few times in terms of financial services mm. as a whole, I think is a gap in a lot of people's knowledge base. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Jimmy, thanks for all that. Thanks for a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.